Hi everyone, I'm Ahana. And I'm Celine. And welcome back to another episode at the We, we Are, Are Podcast. Podcast. Today we have news updates, and we skipped last week because we were like very tired and busy from a debate competition, so mm-hmm. we're back again. Yes, we are. All um, right. <laughs> fun ones. Well, not fun, but you know what I mean. Like, like important. Important ones. They're actually very sad, and we're yeah, going to start off with are. like a tragic, very tragic one. Um, that I'm sure you probably heard of. It was a Michigan shooting. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is like one of like the first university shootings we've seen in a while because it happened at Michigan State University, which is like a huge campus. And it's like one of the first university ones we've seen in a while. But it's also like one of like the hundreds of shootings that have already happened this year and so it's just crazy to see like how normalized shootings are and we talk about that a lot but basically on monday night which is like this past monday um michigan state's university campus like became silent after a gunman opened fire in two buildings in which he killed three students and like critically injured five others so basically what happened was um Students and faculty, like, heard gunshots, and there was actually a teacher who, like, talked about this, and um, one of the students who talked about it was Jane Nodland, and she said that, like, I thought I was going to die. It sounded like he was right there, even though she, like, wasn't in the same thing, but mm-hmm. the gunman, like, first opened fire at Berkeley Hall, which was, like, the home to the university's College of Social Science before 8.30 p.m., killing two people, Chris Rosman, um, the intern deputy chief university police said oh my god i can't speak the intern deputy university police chief said um and then he moved later to the michigan state student union which is like where a lot of people would go to eat and like study or just hang out and he killed a third person there um and two in these two buildings they were just like minutes apart and they were both unlocked and open to the public or just how he was able to get in and then immediately after that the university like sent an email to students and they were like um basically supposed to shelter in place and it lasted like a very long time i'm sure like how scary would it be to like hear that there's like a shooter on campus and you just have to stay where you are yeah that would be terrifying just i think you would have some trauma from that just like being involved in that or just that happening around you would be really scary yeah and i also saw like some videos of this girl who was in the who went to high school where the Sandy Hook shooting was. And then she also was in Michigan State when the shooting was happening. So she, like, went through two shootings Mm -hmm. in her life. Yeah, that would be really, really hard. I know. And um, the suspect's name is Anthony McRae. He's 43, and he reportedly killed himself on Monday night after the shooting. Um, So he basically purchased the the gun he used to shoot uh, with – oh, right, sorry. Let's restart. He had, like, two handguns and ammunition on him, which he purchased legally, but they were, like, not registered, meaning that, like, you can register your guns so, like, people know you have guns, and but you can also, like, buy a gun legally without registering them, 
and both of those ways are still like allowed in the u.s but he had like no registration of his gun even though it was purchased legally um according to the police he had like no connection to the victims or to michigan state as like a student or an employee so a lot of people are thinking he was just mad and like wanted to do a shooting and decided Mm -hmm. doing it at the university would be the best choice for his whatever sick motive he had um and actually he was previously arrested for carrying a gun without a permit um in 2019 and received a misdemeanor and a year probation from guns Mm -hmm. and his probation ended in 2021 and because he like wasn't convicted for the for the um carrying a gun he was allowed to own a gun so that's kind of like a why he got it i don't know Mm -hmm. how i feel about it because you know he was under probation for something related to guns but he was still allowed to get guns and it's just kind of a tricky situation but it's definitely awful and he obviously had some mental issues um and he actually left a note from from the shooting and while like since he has no connection to like any of the students from michigan state they were like trying to figure out a motive um but they said that like the note he left was like had a couple of hints on it um he, msu police deputy chief chris rosman said that it appears that on the content of the note that he felt he was slighted in some way by people or businesses which we don't really like know exactly what that means or what the exact motive is but that's kind of like a clue as to what it would be so yeah oh. we're sorry to everyone at michigan state like, especially like mm-hmm. the friends and families of the victims yeah, it's it's extremely devastating that it's happened so often and it just becomes so normalized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for the next update? I am. This is also another extremely sad one and it's about an earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria. So, um Turkey and Syria are both like countries in the Middle East that are near each other and um there's an earthquake earthquake that earthquake uh, earthquake that hit both of them and the death toll just keeps increasing because there have been like a lot of rescue efforts and people keep uncovering more and more bodies um but the earthquake hit on february 6th and it was magnitude 7.8 which is um classified as major and like very dangerous so it's definitely a very powerful earthquake and in the so far like the earthquake the death toll this is as of last night so today it would definitely be higher but the death toll is forty two thousand. that's a lot of people what's shocking yeah. to me is like i didn't hear about it before you did the update so i feel like that's not on like mainstream media which is ridiculous considering the amount of people that died yeah it definitely is not popularized enough when it's one of like the largest like natural disasters with like so many deaths it's so devastating um and a, someone who was, like, just in Turkey and witnessed, like, a lot of the earthquake, Yosef Dogen said, quote, I don't feel death anymore. It has become natural to me. I've lost 70 family members and counting. This will end up being one of the biggest death zones in the country. 70? Yeah. That's crazy. That's just devastating because people are losing, like, their friends and their family. And, like, entire communities are just being, like, shattered and another woman like was recovered from the rubble because they're like having all these rescue efforts because a lot of people are actually trapped like under the rubble and the woman like didn't know what day it was and she survived under the rubble with her two children for 228 hours which is a really long time um 
So it's really good that she was able to survive. And um, Dr. Sanjay Gupta said it's like unusual for people to survive more than 100 hours trapped in rubble. And most are rescued within 24 hours. But because there have been like really low and freezing temperatures in the earthquake zone, that could be like extending survival time. So it could actually be a good thing for the people trapped under the rubble. Um, And then... They also talked about how, like, if you're in that situation, it's important to try to communicate with the outside world and just, like, make as much noise as possible because a lot of the time that's how they find people because they're, like, making noise. Um, And people are also, like, really angry because there are buildings, like, in certain communities and there's certain communities in general that are hit a lot harder because developers, like, in those communities failed to meet safety standards. So the buildings, like, collapsed more easily. So some areas were more hard hit than others. In, like, in one block alone in Turkey, 650 people died because there was this, like, high-end development and it wasn't really meeting safety standards and it just, like, completely collapsed. And Turkey has actually ordered the rest of more than 100 developers and builders for just like negligence I guess or just like malpractice and building and um, luckily there is help getting there the UN um, which is the United Nations announced an appeal for one billion dollars in relief funds to Turkey and then for Syria also 400 million dollars and then in Syria close to 6,000 people have died too and it's just really um, terrible but the WHO organization is like negotiating with Turkish Turkish authorities to like make sure people who are survivors of the earthquake can access mental health services and um, that they'll be able to just like access the trauma care that they need because it can definitely be a very traumatic thing when you're losing that many family members and friends and people you know around you and then um yeah that there's also a huge economic toll on like turkey with like about 2.5 percent of the country's gdp was kind of like lost in the damage and that's just really that's a lot definitely like 25 billion dollars and that's just so there's so much damage happening in turkey and syria right now and it's just really devastating that's awful. Um, we'll we'll try to link like a relief fund that you mm-hmm. can donate to in the bottom. Yeah, but please check that out because that's a devastating thing, and I think we need to talk about it because of how terrible Definitely. it is. Yeah. Okay. The next one is also pretty bad, mm-hmm. but it's a little like kind of interesting. Also, um, so this is about like a chemical release in Ohio that happened recently. So basically, there was like a train that was carrying like a lot of hazardous chemicals and materials heading from Pennsylvania to Illinois when it got derailed in early February causing like a big fire and a lot of the chemicals to spill out which is like gonna could cause explosions and stuff and the situation happened um where like the train got derailed it happened in Ohio Mm -hmm. in a place called Tate count or sorry no, no no That's the wrong place. Sorry. (laughs) East Palestine, Ohio. Not Tate. I'm thinking of another update. But anyways, it got derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. And um, basically what happened is on February 3rd, they crashed. The the train crashed. Mm -hmm. And on February 6th, the government decided to, like, do a controlled burn of the chemicals so that, like, they could get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So they did a controlled burn of the chemicals. And on the same day, the people were evacuated. 
On February 8th, the residents were told that it was safe to return back to their homes in East Palestine and they could come back. But now after returning, the residents have been like complaining that like they do not feel safe because they have nausea, headaches, like burning eyes. They can smell mm-hmm. like chlorine yeah. in the air from the chemical burn. Wow. Um, th- over... 3,000 fish have died and livestock and pets were like Mm -hmm. suffering greatly as well and they were like well how can the government tell us that it's like healthy when we're obviously feeling all these side effects and like our animals are dying and so they like kind of looked more into like what the chemicals were and so basically the chemical released from the crash was called vinyl chloride and it is extremely toxic to like your systems in the body and when it's burned which is like what the government did it's turned into hydrogen chloride and phosgen which are like like they're very irritative and like Mm -hmm. poisonous even um and the residents were really concerned about, like, this going into their water supply as well as, like, their safety of just, like, mm-hmm. breathing in these chemicals. And a lot of people are, like, super concerned about this and very upset that, like, the government wasn't transparent with them. Um, and we might not know, like, the full extent of the damages until years later. So we have, like, no way of knowing wow. of the health detriments and, like, other detriments that mm-hmm. it could pose. Um and the people that should be held responsible should be like the Norfolk, Norfolk Southern and the government. Um, according to like a lot of people, they believe that they are the reason that like a lot of this happened. Uh, again, like no train carrying toxic chemicals should be derailed. It's like kind of at that like, especially when it's carrying toxic chemicals, they should be like very secure, and that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Um. But in terms of, like, how they're addressing the community, they had, like, a little meeting in a high school auditorium wanting, like, answers to their safety concerns. Mm-hmm. And then Norfolk Southern Corporation, which is, like, the operator of the derailed train, they, like, skipped the meeting, which is, like, the first community meeting, which is kind of, like, disrespectful oh, to all Yeah, people. definitely. Yeah, and everyone was saying... The company said that, like, we know many are rightfully angry and frustrated. Unfortunately, after consent consulting with community leaders we've become increasingly concerned about the growing physical threats to our employees and members of the community around this event stemming from increased likelihood of the participation of outside parties so that's like why they said they didn't come even though that's like ridiculous i think the Mm -hmm. people deserve to like have a meeting with them and like absolutely Yeah. yeah it is very disrespectful that they just wouldn't show up to be able to like take accountability yeah yeah all right okay so last update of the first half and this is about a chinese spy balloon so this has kind of been just all over the news just because it's really interesting um but recently there's been a balloon from china that many people suspected was like this this. (laughs) like a ton of people suspected it was like this spy balloon so like china was using it to basically like take photos or just like spy on the u.s and it flew over like large parts of the u.s and we tried like multiple times to shoot it down and we were finally successful in shooting it down. And China is not happy about this at all. So on Thursday, China actually accused the U.S. of escalating the dispute over the balloon. And there have been like a lot of signs of hostility from China, like Beijing declined Washington's request for a secure call between Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and his counterpart, um, in china and then china later said it declined the call because the u.s had quote 
not created a proper atmosphere for, for dialogue so they're not even willing to like i guess just discuss it with the u.s and like have open communication about it which is not a good sign because we do not want china to be mad at us that is never a yeah. good thing um yeah. and then beijing also says that washington overreacted by shooting down the balloon and they kept saying that it was like this civilian research vessel and like oh like it's not a spy balloon all this stuff and it had straight off course but the u.s actually said it was carrying multiple antennas for collecting like signal intelligence which kind of is like okay yeah. it was definitely spying on didn't they say it like went off course or something yeah they said it was some like research thing that like went off course and the u.s is like yeah we're not buying that yeah, i don't and think there was, so like, multiple too there was like I think there was like oh. three or something. Or we also did try like three times to like shoot it down yeah. and we like shot. Yeah, I'll get into that. But um, China is pretty mad. They're accusing the U.S. of like being hypocrites. And it said that U.S. balloons violated their airspace more than 10 times since May 22. And then the Biden administration denied these allegations. But um, Beijing has also th- also threatened like retalia- retaliatory is retaliatory 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 I, no I, I don't know why i just forgot that word retail i don't know um retaliatory measures after washington like blacklisted six entities that said were linked to chinese aerospace programs so we're kind of feuding right now not great i mean i think we're always yeah feuding. no we are always feuding but like this time is like bad <laughs> yeah um and then this is where it gets interesting. So after we shot down the spy balloon, we're like more kind of astute about monitoring our airspace and we're kind of more aware of like what's in our airspace. So we have now detected three UFOs in the span of three days and UFOs are like unidentified flying objects. And a lot of people think they're like from aliens or like, you know, there are a lot of theories about them. And the Biden administration announced like the creation of an interagency task force that's basically dedicated to like inspecting the UFOs and learning more about them, which is kind of really interesting. Yeah. And um, there was like a stigma before about kind of like UFOs and like, oh, you're just crazy. You believe in aliens. But now the US government is like taking them seriously and they're very like interested in actually learning more about them. Um, and yeah so it's very interesting what's happening in the u.s airspace lately yeah that's yeah scary (laughs) do you believe in aliens i do (laughs) same i feel like we can't be the only thing yeah i don't think we're the only ones but i feel like me like knowing aliens were real like would that be or i mean like meeting aliens like that would just be weird like i don't know if that would even be a good thing you know that That would just be scary yeah all right, I feel like that's a good place to end off our first half. Yeah. Okay, so stay tuned after the quick break. Bye. Hi. All right, this time I'm going to be starting us off with Biden's State of the Union address. The onion. The onion, absolutely. <laughs> so essentially... The State of the Union address is like an annual remark by the president where they basically talk about like important agendas, updates for the nation, and just like their thoughts on different policies and stuff. And they do it like near the beginning of the calendar year. Um, and it was this was kind of like Biden's time to like redeem himself because I feel like his ratings have definitely been getting a lot lower and people think he's like way too old. So he kind of wanted to make people like 
think that he was like ready to like take on another term and like get reelected if he were to be. Um, but it happened on Tuesday night, and during his speech, he appealed a lot to Democrats and like talked about democratic values. And he also said some things to kind of purposefully rile the Republicans. He like accused them of wanting to cut access to Medicare and Social Security. And Medicare is like the federal health insurance for people 65 and older. Um, and his accusations made a lot of Republicans mad, and they called him like a quote liar from the seats in their chamber. And um, Biden actually kind of responded, which is unusual for him, because normally he just doesn't respond to like taunts and stuff. But he said, quote, I enjoy conversation. And he was kind of like engaging with the hecklers. And um, it was just kind of a new thing for him. But um, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he was like recently appointed to speaker and is republican he entered the speech vowing to treat biden respectfully and he urged some of his republican like colleagues to do the same and there were a lot of like republican like georgia representative marjorie taylor green um like interrupted him but mccarthy was kind of like silent um during the whole time but biden focused on a lot of specific things like eliminating junk fees which are like hidden charges to like goods and services he talked about that to kind of like appeal to people and um reigning in tech companies and he talked a lot about those things and um he also kind of expressed like what's the word kind of like pride over some of his accomplishments and economic progress and like legislative achievements he made and he said quote let's finish the job which is kind of like one of his pitches for re-election like let's keep doing what we're doing let's finish the job and he also said that there's so much more to do and he called on lawmakers to pass policing reform immigration legislation to codify abortion rights and to cap the price of insulin for all at 35 dollars a month and he also stressed the urgency for the congress to pass the george floyd policing act which is um basically this act that's aimed to help police reform in terms of like reducing misconduct and excessive force and like training people in like racial bias and like making sure we're like preventing issues like what happened with like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all the many incidents um that took place but um he also addressed China, too, and he said, quote, make no mistake, as we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. Um, so he talked about a broad topics, a lot of broad topics, but he did focus more on like healthcare and things like that. Um, so it was just kind of like his attempt to gain more support from the nation and from Democrats and stuff. So, yeah. Okay interesting i feel like it's a weird thing that state of the union has happened for like since the dawn of time yeah well not since the dawn of time but since the dawn of time <laughs> really not since, okay since we like the dawn of the, the u.s anyways so the next update is also very sad it's another shooting which is ridiculous oh, that yeah. we literally every single week there's like two shootings that are like mass shootings awful but um six people were dead and another was wounded friday in a series of shootings in tate county mississippi after a man opened fire on his ex-wife and potentially oh her other family members so this one definitely has a motive contrary to the other one yeah yeah it's definitely, definitely disappointing 
I mean, I don't see how any shooting can be not disappointing. They're yeah. all disappointing, but not even disappointing. They're, like, terrible. I Like, I don't even know what to say because it's just so, like, how does this keep happening? But anyway, authorities got a first 911 call around, like, 11 a.m. after, a after like, the suspect pulled into a parking lot of a store near a rural town in northern Mississippi and basically, like, f- fired into a car next to him where he shot a driver. And the other person in the vehicle wasn't injured, but he, like, shot the driver of the vehicle next to him. Um, then the gunman, like, went into the store and took off, driving to his ex-wife's home, where he shot and killed his ex-wife before, like, hitting her fiancé, who was also in the restaurant. It's just ridiculous. And then they, the deputies, like, caught up to the driver after finding a vehicle matching, like, the description of, like, the one that was in the residence, but it, and they determined that it belonged to this shooter, but um, on a small road behind, like, the suspect's home, they also found two other men who, men who had been shot and killed. One was on the road and the other was, like, in a vehicle. And then another two victims were found shot and killed in a house, um, like, opposite to the suspect's home, like, in the same neighborhood. And they believed that the suspect, like, could be related to the victims, which were a man and a woman. So, basically, this, like, man was, like... St- tied to like six different shootings that happened in like different areas but they were like all in the same sort of mm-hmm. like main city and they all had like connections um the other person who was injured by the shootings was treated by emergency crews and was not taken to a hospital for additional treatment meaning okay. that he's in good stable condition mm-hmm. which is great um but it's crazy um they took like this the suspect into custody because he was like trying to leave the scene near his house but they found like several handguns and a shotgun in the car and he is currently being held at tate county jail and the charges are expected to be filed soon um someone who witnessed like one of the shootings his name was ethan cash and he like basically saw him at the convenience store near where he lived and he said quote i heard the gunshot from inside my house i had just woken up and i look back here and i see a dude walking walking back here with a shotgun um he says that it was like traumatizing and the a lot of schools had to go into like lockdowns and a lot of people had to like get shelter and stuff like that because of it and it's just like devastating and crazy to think that like that's like common and normal but yeah yeah, that's horrible. It really is tragic because I feel like it's happening like twice a week, three times a week, and it just keeps continuing. Yeah. All right. All right. So my last update is about Fox News. So a new lawsuit has recently been filed against Fox News, um, basically saying that they were aware that the claims around the 2020 election being stolen were false, but that they continued to like speak on the credibility of these claims and like say they were true even though they knew they weren't um and the lawsuit is being brought by dominion voting systems and it's up and it's for 1.6 billion dollars um so some people felt that like the 2020 biden trump election was stolen and that like biden won unfairly and fox news has been kind of backing up these claims this whole time and like saying that the election was stolen um 
but the lawsuit has has a lot of sources including like employees with comments and quotes and like it talks about how fox news producers were like fully aware that the claims of the election being stolen were like totally false but they continued to like further these claims to gain higher ratings and make conservative viewers happy because um fox news is definitely a very right-leaning like news site like CNN is kind of left-leaning and then Fox News is kind of right-leaning in terms of like the news um and then Trump's lawyer Sidney Powell um filed election lawsuits to like stop multiple states from legally recognizing Biden's presidency basically saying that the election wasn't fair and um a Fox News host called Sean Hannity who's like a very prominent figure for Fox News said that yeah (laughs) he said that quote that whole narrative that sydney was pushing i did not believe it for one second so essentially what he's saying is that he did not believe the election was stolen at all he thought that was like a ridiculous claim but he and like fox news still continue to like say that that claim is true um and then tucker carlson also told the producer soon after the election that powell's quote lying about border fraud and um there's just a lot of cases of like people within fox news um talking about how these claims are false but they continue to to say they're true on fox news to basically gain more of a um listening and dominion is also suing powell trump's lawyer for defamation and she didn't immediately respond to her request but in a counterclaim filed thursday fox news said that dominion has no evidence of to support its damages claims and argue that Trump's claims were quote undeniably newsworthy and then Fox News viewers recognized that the claims were being reported as allegations and not like actual facts so basically Fox News said that like allegedly the election was stolen and that viewers were aware that it wasn't being reported in the same way a fact would be reported but that was kind of like their defense but we'll see what happens yeah all right that is interesting but let's just end off the news updates on like a lighter note Mm -hmm. because there were some heavy topics so the last little update we have is about the super bowl so the super bowl happened this past weekend i believe it was the 12th yeah yeah (laughs) so um it was against the eagles and the chiefs which was in super bowl i believe it was 57 i think yeah um, and they basically, the Chiefs won, and they were able to capture their second championship since the 2019 season. Um, they actually, like, weren't favored. A lot of people, I think majority of people were, like, rooting for the Eagles, and they really wanted them to win. But the Chiefs ended up winning by a field goal, and the score was 38-35, to 35, so it was, like, a very high-scoring game. It was super interesting the whole time. Like, you were kind of tied, and I watched it. Did you watch it? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I I didn't even watch the halftime show. I was going to, but then I kind of forgot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was an interesting game. I think a lot of people were disappointed with how it ended because they were like, they shouldn't have won by the field goal. Um, there was also like a call, like a referee call that um, happened like right before the end that a lot of people were upset with in favor of the Chiefs and they thought was super rigged against the Eagles. So it was very upsetting for that. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of the, the Eagles players were like taking accountability and they were like yeah the the call isn't what like made them win that's like not the only reason like we weren't playing our best at the end and we're gonna come back stronger so I think that was like a great message of like them being good sports about it Mm -hmm. um along with that 
Rihanna performed at the Super Bowl halftime show, and she basically, like, did a lot of hits, and she didn't really have, like, any other people. Like, she was just the main headliner, but she, the big thing about that was that she, like, revealed her baby bump as she performed, and a lot of people were confused as to whether that's just, like, her postpartum bump, because a lot of people, because she just had a child, um, but she confirmed that she was actually pregnant again, which is, like, really soon. It was, like, basically right after she gave yeah. birth to her first child. Oh, that was, like, very interesting. And people were, like, kind of upset about the performance. There's a lot of mixed emotions. But I think they kind of have to, like, realize that she's also, like, a pregnant person who did a very, like, she did her best. And I think, I thought it was good, a good for, you know, be like, given the conditions. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you have any good news? Um. Let me think. <laughs> no. You go. <laughs> you go. Um. Good news. <laughs> There's always her. good news. Um, oh. Wait. You go. Wait. 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 Valentine's Day was recently. And oh yeah, I got a bunch of food. Yeah, was there was great. a our like student council did this thing where they like put up hearts with everyone's names oh, yeah, very so sweet cute. i was a part of that i put up yes, I wrote names. so was you so know good. that was that was great yeah that's my good thing too i think that was cute it made everyone happy i think yeah it did all right so enjoy your weekend have a great president's day weekend. oh yeah that's also my good news we have a 40 yeah, we weekend, have a 40 weekend. <laughs> i forgot about that i love being in a public school <laughs> anyways um have a great week follow us on all our social media we are underscore youth org check out our podcast all our socials are in the bio and dm us or email us for any questions thank you all right bye